0: Welcome to the second edition of the 4th and 24 podcast with Patrick Winograd. I'm your host, Randy Winograd. In this edition, our topics are the NBA season tip-off, college basketball, and college football bowl games. Let's get to it. Patrick, let's start with a little recap of opening action uh, in the NBA season tip-off week. Let's start with uh, opening night Tuesday, Golden State Warriors against the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn winning
1: 125-99. So Brooklyn in this game had three 20-point scorers. They basically took their starters out in the fourth quarter. It was kind of a done deal. They really blew out the Warriors. This was actually very I mean, it wasn't surprising that they won to me, but it was very surprising the fashion in which they won. Karis LeVert, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving all had great games in their first game of the season, and really the team just looked like they gelled well with each other.
0: In the Battle of Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Clippers prevailed over the Lakers after their championship ring celebration, 116-109.
1: Yeah, LeBron left this game late with an ankle injury. The Clippers probably should have been up by this by about 30 early in this game. They weren't, but they still kept the game uh, out of hand and won
0: it in the end. And now let's turn to some of Wednesday's action. Let's start with, with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Against the Boston Celtics, Boston prevailing 122
1: 121. Yeah, everybody knows about the end of this game by now. Jason Tatum hits a game winning three pointer over Giannis to uh, go up by two. Giannis goes over to the other end, gets fouled, misses the second free throw, and loses the game for his team. Giannis is catching a lot of criticism for his missed free throws in clutch time and those numbers. And that, that criticism is all due, considering that he is an MVP and he is supposed to be the guy that they rely on to win that game with free throws. Utah,
0: 120, Portland, 100.
1: This one's a little bit surprising. Damian Lillard had less than 10 points in this game. It was... Utah really held him down. But um, Utah, you know, coming off heartbreaking loss to the Nuggets. But they, they're still a very good team, very capable.
0: And in Chris Paul's debut with the Phoenix Suns, the new-look Phoenix Suns, over the Dallas Mavericks, 106-102.
1: The Mavericks looked okay in this game. They don't have Kristaps Porzingis to start the season, so maybe you expect them to lose some of these games against some of the better teams. But uh, they kept it close. Phoenix looked pretty decent. And overall, I think both these teams are looking good.
0: Let's turn to action from Christmas Day. Uh, we'll take a look at five games from Christmas Day. The Clippers go to 2-0 and with a 121-108 win over the Denver Nuggets.
1: Kawhi leaves this game very, very late in the game when it was already wrapped up. Uh, he gets eight stitches, I believe, somewhere on his face. But they end up taking the win. The whole team played pretty well in this one. Denver falls to 0-2, which is uh, surprising.
0: Uh, Lakers get their first win of the season, 138-115 over the Dallas Mavericks.
1: Yeah, the Lakers came out and destroyed the Mavericks in this one. This game was really only close in the first and the second quarter, and then the game just gradually swung in the Lakers' favor, just being the deeper team naturally, and uh, just LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Montrezl Harrell just too much for the Mavericks.
0: And Brooklyn Nets over the Boston Celtics, 123-95.
1: Yeah, Brooklyn comes out with another blowout victory, and this time over a team that had just beaten the Eastern Conference favorite Bucks. It's it looks like we might have to reevaluate who who those favorites are. Again, another great game by Kyrie Irving. He had thirty seven points in this one, and they just beat they just straight up dominated the Celtics.
0: And the Bucks, with no Christmas Day hangover for, hangover from that tough loss against Boston, beating the Golden State Warriors 138-99.
1: Yeah, Golden State has not looked amazing to start this season. I guess that's to be expected down Draymond Green and obviously Clay Thompson out for the season, but they're gonna have to learn to play without him because he's not playing this season. Um I don't think I don't think they should be getting blown out in these games still, considering that these are pretty much all of their important pieces, minus Draymond, and James Wiseman's playing pretty well in the minutes he's getting, so I don't know. I mean, they gotta figure something out.
0: The Miami Heat open up with a 111 98 win over the New Orleans Pelicans
1: so Jimmy Butler leaves this game in late third quarter early fourth quarter ish and uh the Miami just still closes the game out don't need Jimmy Butler for it just kind of proving they're here to stay I mean people might be doubting them people are really taking them lightly for an Eastern Conference champion from last season but they're here they're here to stay
0: and Duncan Robinson's nine Christmas Day three-pointers helped in that effort. That's a Christmas Day record in NBA history, for those of you keeping track of Christmas Day records. Uh, Patrick, let's get your overall thoughts after the first few games. Let's start with uh, who are your three most impressive teams.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Nets, the Clippers, and the Magic in that in that order. Uh, the Nets, obviously, as we talked about, the national TV games, they came out, they really showed... What they are made out of, they destroyed all the teams put in front of them. Some pretty good ones at that. Uh, Clippers, pretty much same thing. Played very well against the Lakers, played very well against the Nuggets. I have to admit, I did not expect them to beat the Lakers, though I did expect them to beat Denver. Um, And then the Magic, with two wins, very, very off the grid over the Heat and the Wizards. Uh, Didn't expect them to win either of those games. Obviously, the Heat being the Eastern Conference champions and the Wizards looking pretty good with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, but their performance is not enough.
0: How about your most disappointing teams, starting with the most disappointing team and then your second and third most disappointing teams?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Nuggets, the Raptors, and the Warriors on this one. And I know the Nuggets played a pretty tough schedule to start the season, but, I mean, you can't lose to the Kings in overtime and then... And then really just kind of get blown off the, blown out of the game by the Clippers and expect to desert, have any praise for that. They really didn't show out well coming off their season last year. Um, the Raptors are 0-2 on this season, losing very, very winnable games against the Pelicans and the Spurs. Not what you expect. They're still two years removed from their championship year. I guess losing Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol might have been a bigger deal than we thought it was. Uh, And the last team being the Warriors. You know, they lost to two good teams. They lost to Brooklyn. They lost to Milwaukee. But I don't think I expected them to score under 100 in both of these games and allow 125-plus in both of these games. It's just overall not a great performance.
0: And how about uh, who's your player of the week this week, Patrick?
1: I'm going to pick Kyrie Irving. He averaged 31.5 points six assists, and five rebounds per game on 62% shooting and 65% from the three-point line.
0: Definitely an impressive two games for Kyrie. That will wrap up our NBA coverage for the week. Now let's turn our attention to college basketball. Some notable games for the past few days. Let's start with Tuesday, number three, Kansas, over number seven, West Virginia, 79-65. to 65.
1: Yeah, at some point West Virginia in this game had I think a 10-point lead, ended up losing by 14. That lead eventually got narrowed down and then Kansas flipped it into a 20-point lead of their own. All-around good showing by Kansas, showing they might they're the power of the Big 12 this year.
0: Unrated, unranked North Carolina State upsets in-state rival number 17 North Carolina 79 to 76 also on Tuesday.
1: It's a very surprising result to me. I mean, North Carolina State is a good team, but I don't think I was expecting them to beat North Carolina per se. Uh, North Carolina, that gives them their third loss on the year. I don't think they've beaten any of the major conference teams they've played. Could look bad coming down the season.
0: Definitely impact their NCAA seeding down the road when we'll talk about uh, your bracket predictions a little later. Now let's turn to Creighton versus Xavier. 66-61, number 13, Creighton beat number 22, Xavier.
1: Yeah, Creighton has played many, many good teams this year. They lost to Kansas on some missed free throws earlier, and this is a good few weeks later bounce back. They've had a great start to the Big East play. They could be a contender behind Villanova that nobody expects, but could end up winning.
0: Number 6, Houston over UCF, 63-54.
1: UCF continues to prove that they can stick with some of the big teams. They kept this game close throughout. They had a few good runs in their game against Michigan, and they might be the second team to get into the tournament in the American Athletic Conference.
0: And in Dallas on Saturday, number one Gonzaga over number 16 Virginia, 98-75. to 75.
1: Gonzaga scored 95 points in three different games this week, three wins, and they roll over Virginia in this one.
0: And finally, Kentucky's misery continues as they lose to Louisville 62-59 to on Saturday, moving Kentucky's record to 1-6 on the season. Patrick, your thoughts on the Wildcats?
1: Yeah, this is not a good look for Kentucky whatsoever. This is the effect of having six freshmen and three transfers basically making up all of your roster and playing all of your minutes. There's a severe lack of cohesion, it looks like. This is what this team looks like early in the season. Uh, Coach Calipari said that this is one of the, as he described it, stupidest schedules he's ever assembled. That being because of them playing four ACC teams in the non-conference schedule. And obviously this scheduled loss to Louisville. This is a rivalry game, so this one's inevitable. But maybe the other three he's saying, maybe he didn't need that for such a young team that's also compiled with those three transfers. But overall, first time they've been 1-5 since 1926 to 1927. And their worst overall start since then at 1-6.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if uh, Coach Calipari hopes that this uh, young team gels with the transfers later on in the year. Um, if they do, and if they can put together an impressive enough resume or win the conference tournament and get an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament, it will be the first time that any team has ever started 1-6 and, and made an NCAA tournament. So uh, Kentucky looking to make history this year. Patrick, any further thoughts on the Wildcats?
1: Uh, Kentucky also, it's looking grim for them for the NCAA tournament as early, this is probably as early as you can say it looks grim for somebody, but it really is because there are only two ranked teams in the SEC, there's not many quality wins out there in that conference, and the likelihood of them getting those wins based off of how they're playing is very, very low, and you can't walk into the NCAA tournament without a few quality wins and not too many losses.
0: Well, talking about Kentucky uh, being weak in what looks to be a weak SEC, let's turn our focus to what appears to be the strongest conference in college basketball this year. That is the uh, Big Ten. Uh, It was a big week in Big Ten conference play. Here are some games of note. Uh, Number 9, Wisconsin, defeated Michigan State 85-76 in East Lansing on Christmas Day. Uh, Number 23, Ohio State, defeated number 11, Rutgers, 80-68 on Wednesday. And then they turned around and lost at Northwestern 71-70 on Saturday. Northwestern's now 2-0 in the Big Ten. Uh, Actually, 2-0 this week in the Big Ten, 3-0 overall. And Minnesota upset number four, Iowa at home in overtime 102-95. Patrick, your thoughts on the Big Ten conference so far?
1: Well, this is what we expected going into the season. This conference is about 10 teams deep of really, really quality teams that can all beat each other, and definitely can make it into the NCAA tournament depending on how they play. Minnesota being one of those more fringe tournament teams, Iowa being one of the high-end teams. But this upset, I mean, this is just, this is just what's going to happen this season. It'll just be randomly, these upsets will get sprinkled in and they'll look crazy on paper, but in reality, it's just how deep the Big Ten is. And uh, Northwestern probably making the biggest surprise beating Michigan State and Ohio State so far this season.
0: Yeah, I think the other biggest surprise is Michigan State is uh, 0-2, uh, came into the week ranked number 12 in the country, yet they are last in the Big Ten Conference. So uh, they are number 12 in the country, and uh, some would say that they are tied for number 12 in the conference. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of upsets, like you said. I think uh, the absence of fans in the Big Ten Conference in the stands really is going to be level the playing field a lot. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out over the season, but you've seen some of that already in terms of home teams losing games uh, that they wouldn't normally be expected to lose where they had the advantage with the crowd. Patrick, do you have any closing thoughts on the Big Ten Conference?
1: This conference went from three teams heading into the season in the top ten that looked like they were all the contenders to now three different teams that have entered and dropped out of it. I initially had Illinois winning this conference. I think after Rutgers beating them, now it looks like Rutgers has a better chance than them, and now Wisconsin has beaten Michigan State. And even Northwestern is 3-0, and so this conference is just, it's going to be crazy all season. There are so many teams who can win this conference, and we'll just have to see the dogfight till the end.
0: And I know we're not trying to show our bias here uh, as Michigan fans, but our Wolverines are 2-0. and uh, Don't sleep on them as they sit half game behind Northwestern for the conference lead. Patrick, uh, how about your player of the week in college basketball?
1: My player of the week is going to be Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. He is the underrated guard on this team. They have the big recruit, Jalen Suggs, top 10 recruit from last year. Going to be a very high draft pick, but Corey Kispert stole the show this week. He averaged 25.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, and two assists. That amount of points coming from 61% from the three-point line, and also included 32 points on 9 out of 13 from threes against Virginia.
0: And as a reminder, you can always find Patrick's NCAA bracket predictions on our website, 4th 24com Patrick will be updating his NCAA bracket again on Sunday. Finally, let's turn our attention to a little bit of uh, college football action. Uh, college football bowl games kicked off this week. Uh, the impacts of COVID on college football continue in the bowl season as South Carolina pulls out of the Gasparilla Bowl versus University of Alabama-Birmingham, resulting in the game being canceled as UAB couldn't find an opponent. So last week we noted, uh moaned the fact that Tennessee and South Carolina didn't belong in bowl games as both had horrible regular season records. A little bit of karma, I guess. Uh, both ended up not playing in bowl games after all, as Army ended up replacing Tennessee in the Liberty Bowl on New Year's Eve, and uh, UAB will now not play South Carolina in the Gasparilla Bowl. A little bit of trivia, Patrick. What is a Gasparilla?
1: Apparently, it is the name of a pirate festival that goes on down in Tampa. I don't know why that's important, but I do remember looking that up the last time I saw that bowl game.
0: Oh, good. I, I knew I knew you would know that. Um, I thought it was a flower of some kind, but uh, it is indeed a, a Gasparilla is a pirate festival, so... Uh, no Pirate Festival Bowl this year, and apparently the Pirate Festival itself also got postponed um, until April. So those of you planning to go to see the Pirate Festival in Tampa you might want to cancel your plans. Let's recap Patrick's bowl game predictions so far. These results um, do not include tonight's Liberty-Coastal Carolina game in the Cure Bowl, which, as of our recording of this podcast, is set to head to overtime. More on that in a second. Uh, in the first nine bowl games, Patrick's record is 6 and 3. There have not been many big surprises in the opening bowl games as most of the favorites won and uh, Patrick picking some upsets in bowl games as we usually see. So, yeah, some swings
1: and some misses here.
0: Yeah, well, he he's got a 6 and 3 record which which isn't bad in this college football season. Uh, let's turn back to that Liberty Coastal Carolina game. Liberty 9 and 1, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers hoping to have an undefeated season. They are in the process of heading to overtime as we started. This recording of the podcast, score is tied 34-34 heading into overtime. Uh, It was insane how we got to overtime in the first place. Patrick, why don't you tell us what happened at the end of regulation in that game?
1: Yeah, we had the classic, let's try to run the clock out by the offense and the defense saying, no, let him score, please. We've seen Todd Gurley blow a game by accidentally scoring when trying not to score, even though this all goes against conventional wisdom of football, because when you have the ball, you're supposed to score the ball. But uh, Liberty was tied in the game with the ball at the three-yard line. They ran backwards, trying to waste some time. They ran back to the five, and then on the five-yard line, they ran forwards, And Coastal Carolina players simultaneously pushed and pulled the Liberty player, attempting to throw him into the end zone. But he knew to try to stay back. But as he tried to reach the ball back and not score, he dropped the ball at the one-yard line.
0: That was definitely one of the craziest endings to a regulation you will see. Let's see if the excitement continues in overtime. Uh, There's sure to be more exciting bowl action next week when the featured games start. Uh, we will preview some of the more notable college football bowl games in our next podcast. But in the meantime, be sure to check out Patrick's bowl game predictions on our website, 4th24.com. That uh, wraps up this week's podcasts. We thank you for listening. Our next podcast will be on Monday, December 28th. Again, in the meantime, be sure to check out Patrick's additional content, including those NCAA tournament bracket predictions and college football bowl game picks, on our website. 4 and 24.com that's the number 4 T H A N D the number 24.com thank you very much